Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Oh, yes. It is the Xander Specs Podcast. What's going on, y'all? Welcome into the latest edition, episode 20 of the Xander Specs Podcast. The most factual podcast in the world, and there is not a doubt. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. Welcome at episode 20, June 16th, 2021. Happy! I don't know. Oh, Juneteenth. How about this? June 19th. Coming up this Saturday. It's the first year that Virginia is recognizing Juneteenth as a state holiday. How about that? And the Senate, on Tuesday, when I'm recording this, the 15th, just unanimously, how about that, unanimously, voted to make Juneteenth a public holiday. How about that? That's a fact! In the United States, they got Cruz and Holly. Can you believe that? <laughs> EV, that's crazy. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the Zeros Facts Podcast, everyone. And remember, if you like that little fact... Then follow, download, rate, review. You all know the drill, blah, blah, blah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But if you don't want to do any of those or if you're too lazy, then the most important thing we all know, go spread the facts. Please tell everyone you know. Get out of, if you're driving, stop. Get out of your car. Go to, run to the nearest person. Tell them, Zeta's Facts Podcast. Go listen right now. I tell everyone, spread the facts. And if you haven't listened to any of our past episodes, you better go do it, because I'm going to go haunt your dreams. All right, let's start. Oh, big stuff this week we've got going down. We've got NBA playoffs. Crazy stuff. Xander got another correct prediction, so we're going to go into that. U.S. Open, uh, golf, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Rona. I know everyone loves Rona, but shots. Getting your Rona shot. But first... That's a ton of stuff. But first, we're going to talk about hurricanes. I know everyone loves hurricanes because I love hurricanes. So, last week and the week before, and probably the week before, I mentioned how it's getting warmer and sunnier and rainier. But it's summertime! Almost. Sunday. Summer solstice. Summer will be officially here. The longest day of the year. I was outside the other day. Nine. It was well past nine o'clock and it was still light outside that's insane like here well like, i don't know about europe where it gets to be 11 p.m and it's still light outside because that's way far north but it's summertime but what also comes with some summer you may ask well how about this year's atlantic hurricane season Hooray! Huh. we don't like hurricanes the atlantic hurricane season actually began on june 1st did you know this and traditionally does not ramp up production until august or september however this is not a typical year neither have the last 20 but there are already three tropical systems that they're watching in the atlantic we may need to keep our eyes on it if you're on the west coast i'm sorry east coast you're with me so right now we've got off the north carolina coast uh uh-oh there's a system that is developed into a tropical storm off the north carolina coast but don't panic hold on hold on i know when i said north carolina coast everyone freaked out don't freak out tropical storm bill is its name however it's heading north not into new england they'll be fine maybe canada i don't know but that's not an issue it's heading into colder waters too it's we don't need to worry however 
there are, as I said, there's three systems. There's two other disturbances that the National Hurricane Center is watching. There's Invest 92L, which is in the Gulf. That's the most likely to impact the U.S. It's moving north. Right now, it's close to Mexico right now. It's moving north towards Texas and Louisiana. Uh-oh. It's got potential to reach tropical depression status, which is lower than tropical storm, if you didn't know. And if it does, it would be the third named storm of the season. That would be Claudette. Oh. These names, man. I don't Whatever happened to Xander? They could do it with an X or a Z. They don't even have a Z this year. Well, I don't know. Or, okay. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Typically, though, the first named storm of the year in the Atlantic forms on July 9th, and the second typically forms on August 1st, and the third typically forms on August 13th. It's the truth. But we're on June 15th. Anna, which was the first name, formed back in May. Now we've got Bill in June... Hmm. Global warming, climate change, I don't even know. The third storm that we're looking at is off the African coast, which is kind of reminiscent of these Cape Verde storms. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, hold on. These usually form later in the year. Cape Verde storms are systems that that form off of the northern African coast through the islands of Cape Verde or Cabo Verde. The NHC, which is the National Hurricane Center, gives the storm about a 20% chance of forming within the next five days. So we got to keep our eyes on it. Apparently there's a dust cloud, though, in the Atlantic, which I don't know if we should be worried about a dust cloud, though. But that might stop it. I don't know what's going on. But hurricanes! I love hurricanes. Slow down, buddy. Except when I'm at the beach and I get hit by a hurricane, which has happened. The Outer Banks one time. Let me tell you a story. Listen up. I don't remember what year it was. It was like 2012, 13, one of those years. And now we were in the Outer Banks, and there was a hurricane coming. His name was, I remember this, Arthur. Oh, yes. And we were not in the evacuation zone, so we decided to stay. And it was fine, because we were in the north, and it was coming from the south. But if we were in the southern Outer Banks, where they told people to evacuate, oh... That was rough. Big story there. Story time, Theater's Facts. So what exactly are we going to see this season? Because last season was crazy. It was the, the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season was the most active season in history. There were 30 total storms, and there were seven major hurricanes with a Category 3 or higher. If it's a Category 3, 4, or 5, it's considered a major hurricane. That's tied with 2005 for a record High. Fact! However, it was actually the first year since 2015 that there were no Category 5 hurricanes. Interesting. However, it was the fifth straight above average season. So what are we thinking this year? Well, NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the government, I know, it was founded in 1970 under your boy, President Richie Nixon. They release an annual prediction every year for the Atlantic hurricane season in May under NOAA's Climate Prediction Center. So this year, NOAA's Climate Prediction Center is saying that there's probably, they're predicting, that there's going to be an above-normal Atlantic hurricane season. Oh, they say 60% chance. Terrible. 30% chance of a near-normal season. I have no clue what that means. I guess normal. What is normal? Here comes a fact. So normal is basically, in an average hurricane season, there's 14 named storms. Those don't have to be hurricanes. Seven hurricanes, named storms, tropical depression, tropical storm. Seven hurricanes, and three major hurricanes, those upper categories. 
but we shouldn't expect as active a season this year as we had last year. Last year, they were expecting an above-average season two, but there was this thing called a La Nina, if you've ever heard of that. It was kind of fueled. It, it makes the air actually cooler, I'm being told by the internet, but it ramps up storms, precipitation, whatever, in the Atlantic. And that's what happened. We had the 30 total storms. They had to go into, like, the Greek alphabet. They were doing alpha and beta. It was ridiculous because they ran out of names. We should petition for them to have a Hurricane Xander. I think that makes sense because we actually talked about hurricanes on this podcast. When we usually talk about politics or sports, now we're getting into the life part, the weather, because it's affecting our lives. I don't know. But now we're going to go into sports because now I'm sick of hurricanes. Hurricanes actually, like... They're pretty cool to watch. Like if, you know, if there's a hurricane coming to Florida, <laughs> this is probably bad to say, but, you know, you like watching the Weather Channel or CNN and Jim Cantore's standing there and 200 mile an hour winds and he's barely hanging on, but you can't take your eyes off it because it's <laughs> fascinating. I don't know. Let's go to the NBA playoffs. How about this? The first spot in the conference finals has been clinched. Who was it? Sunday. The Suns played the Nuggets. Suns were up 3-0. Suns won. The Phoenix Suns, what did I tell you, became the first team this season to clinch a spot in the conference finals after they swept the Denver Nuggets. Xander's facts. Booyah. That's my line. Actually, game four was crazy because Nikola Jokic, who we know, who I said was going to be the MVP, he is, they announced it, he's already going to be the MVP, he got ejected in the third quarter after a flagrant two foul because he was coming down, his hand was coming down hard, probably for the ball, but it hit the face of Cameron Payne on the Suns, and the refs reviewed it, and all the players on Twitter were crazy. You can't do that's not fair. I don't. Just get over yourselves. The, you know, it is soft, but that's what's going to happen. So the Suns won the game. Sorry, Nuggets. I mean, they didn't have Jamal Murray, so what'd you expect? The Suns now await the winner of the Jazz Clippers series, which looks like it could go the distance. Right now, it's tied at two games apiece. The Clippers just evened it up. Game five is on Wednesday. That's a really good series. I mean, both teams have won. The Jazz won their two games at home. The Clippers have won their two games at home. The Jazz have three more games at home. The Clippers only have two. So what does that say? which is pretty crazy because in the last series, the Clippers play with the Mavericks. The road team won every game except for when the Clippers won the last game of Game 7. But the Suns now get that rest. And that Jazz Clippers series is physical. It's tough. The Suns get the rest. So if that series does go to seven games, then Game 7 would be on Sunday afternoon. However, if it doesn't, if the Jazz or Clippers pull it out in six, I guess, then... Game one of the Western Conference Finals would be on Sunday afternoon. I think both of those games would be on ABC. Let's go to the East, where the Bucks and the Nets just played Tuesday night. Buck the Nets, the Nets came back against the Bucks because they were trailing big time. So the Nets now lead the series three-two after the Bucks came back from a 2-0 deficit. So now, Game six on Thursday, and the winner of that series plays the winner of the Sixers and the Hawks which is tied at two apiece right now. And game five is on Wednesday. That's good series. Two great series 
in the East, too. And I hope the Bucks win. And I don't know about the other series, because I like the Hawks, but I think I picked the Sixers earlier, so I don't know, we'll see. But the Bucks, I do hope win. I think they'll cut back. We'll see if uh, that's going to get Kyrie back. So, you know, we'll see. Huh. There you go. NBA, National Basketball Association. Finally, before we get to the main event of the podcast, let's go to golf. Quickly, I know. U.S. Open is this weekend. It's the third major of the year. There's four majors, if you didn't know. I think I already said this. This is why you need to go listen to past podcasts, because I already say these things. I'm repeating myself. The Masters... PGA Championship, U.S. Open, and British Open. I did those all in order, too. So, this year, the 121st United States Open Championship begins this Thursday from Torrey Pines Golf Course in La Jolla, California. I've, it's pretty nice. I've actually been there. Not to the course, but to La Jolla. You're spreading lies. It's And how about this? It is the home of the Xander's Facts renowned favorite, the winner, Xander Shoffley. That's right. Who? Xander Shoffley's got home course advantage, I guess is what you would call it. I don't know what it is. But he's going to win. I'll give you the favorites in a second. But big stuff's going on in the U.S. Open because in a couple weeks, we've got this thing called the match, which is this golf duel. It's got Brady and Rogers and Mickelson and uh, DeChambeau. I don't even know. But DeChambeau, if you haven't heard, Bryson DeChambeau, who will, eh, and Brooks Kepka eh, are not good friends. They actually might be worse enemies, like, the way they act. There's a budding rivalry between these two. They're not going to be paired together, which was apparently big news that they weren't because everybody wanted to see them together because back at the PGA Championship, Brooks Kepka was getting interviewed by a Golf Channel uh, reporter, and Bryson DeChambeau walked behind him talking, and Brooks Kepka had to literally stop what he was saying and roll his eyes, shout a few, uh, not shout, but say a few words that will not be repeated on this podcast. I mean... That stuff is intense. They've gone back and forth on Twitter. Whoa. But I said Phil Mickelson's going to be in that match in a couple weeks. Phil just had his second PGA Championship, and he's looking to get his first U.S. Open title. He's won the Masters. He's won the Open Championship over in Britain. Now he wants to win the U.S. Open and complete the career Grand Slam. Will he do it? I don't think so. Fight me. But you never know. Nobody picked him to win the PGA Championship. He's 50 years old. So, I don't know. We'll see. But the favorites to win, according to DraftKings, John Rahm. Oh, Rahm was the one who, a couple weeks ago, was like six holes ahead of everybody after the third round. And then they tell him, right after he finishes the round, you tested positive for COVID. And so he, oh my God, it was bad stuff. He was sad. Goodbye. I would have been too. But he just, apparently, this is what I'm being told by the internet. Xander's facts? And sources. Apparently, he was around someone who had tested positive for COVID a week ago before that tournament and then decided to get his vaccine. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna get to vaccines in a second. 
But like, really? Seriously. If you want a vaccine, you can get one right now. You could go walk. I could literally go walk into the nearest hospital here and say, I want to go a vaccine. And they'll say, okay. Like, they'll do that because they have somebody available. John Rahm, I, was, I don't know why I went into that tangent. John Rahm is the favorite to win the U.S. Open. DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, and our boy Xander Shoffley are tied for second for the favorites. Xander Shoffley's got the home course advantage. He he did pretty well in the Masters. Not very well at PGA Championship. He hasn't done... He did really well in the last tournament he played in. He got like 11th or so. I think Xander's going to win. That's cool. And I picked him for the Masters, and I picked him for the PGA, but he's going to win this one because he's got the home course advantage. The the U.S. Open moves around every year. So this is like crazy that they have it in La Jolla. I mean, how about that? Xander's facts. Xander's facts. There's golf. There's NBA. There's hurricanes. We've got all of it. And we've got one more thing coming up, too. After this little quick break, we're going to talk about Rona. I know everyone loves Rona, but we're going to talk about getting your Rona shot. If you haven't gotten your Rona shot, what is wrong with you? Sanders facts. Actually, you know what? If you haven't gotten it, stop. Pause the podcast and go get your Rona shot because you're being stupid. Why would you do this to me? We're going to talk about all that stuff because we've got case numbers. We've got vaccination rates. We've got a goal July 4th. Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to get into all that Right after this, as the Xander's Facts podcast continues. Xander's Facts. Hey guys, it's Evan and Xander here. So, you know what's also here? Summer. How about that? I love summer. And what do you need for summer? Well, the essentials, of course. And Instacart can help you out with all of your summer needs. I know we all have Instacart. So Instacart will set out a personal shopper to deliver your favorite products from local stores to your door in as fast as an hour. I mean, come on. How about that? Plus, you can choose from a ton of stores around you to always get what you need. Instacart helps you to find the best deals on all the things you usually buy and will give you smart suggestions for new items that you might like. So what are you waiting for? Use the link in this episode's description if you're a new customer to get free delivery on your first order above $35 and go shop without even leaving your home with Instacart today. Santa's Facts! Welcome back, y'all. What's happening? Brand new whip. Just copping. I don't know if that's how the song goes. Welcome back to the Xander's Facts Podcast, episode 20. We've got one big thing here for you, but first, if you don't get in Instacart, I'm going to kill you. Getting the Rona shot. Do you have it? If you don't, I don't know why you didn't listen to me and stop the podcast and go get your Rona shot because you should have it by now. Yikes! So, we've got big stuff going on here with our politics this week. Talking about the Rona. So, the vaccination rate in the U.S. for the coronavirus, because there are vaccinations, there's three. There's Pfizer and Moderna, which are two shots. And then there's Johnson & Johnson, which is one shot. So, and they're widely available. They didn't used to be, but now they are. That vaccination rate in the U.S. continues to increase. However, the pace is continuing to slow down. We're actually at a little flat point right now. About a little over a million shots per day, which is pretty good. 
But it's not as where we are. We were at like three, four million shots per day. It was crazy. People were getting shots like cupcakes. What do you say? So remember back on episode 14, 14, we're on 20, 14, in early May, that was right after President Biden's address to Congress. And he had detailed a plan for COVID vaccinations by July 4th, or a goal, basically. He said he wanted to have 70% of adult Americans receive at least their first dose of the COVID vaccine by July 4th. And he also wanted 160 million Americans to be fully vaccinated by that date. That's a big fact. Well, we're two and a half weeks away from July 4th now. Pretty crazy. So where are we? So as of Tuesday, June 15th, there are 145.8 million Americans who are fully vaccinated in this country. That's about 44% of the population in the United States. As of June 4th, there are about 63% of eligible Americans who have received at least their first shot. And that number, sadly is not expected to reach 70% by July 4th. Oh, no. Huh. At the current pace, it'd be about 68%, which is going to be tough because, as I said, that pace continues to decline. And for the entire population, because that's eligible and adults, 53% of the entire population have received at least one shot. However, there are 14 states that have met that 70% mark include and, and D.C., Vermont, Vermont actually passed 80%, I believe. They're rolling. Vermont, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Maine, New Jersey, Rhode Island, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Maryland, California, Washington, and just today, New York. Here it comes! However, there are a bunch of states that are extremely close. Minnesota, Illinois, Oregon, Delaware, Colorado, all those are above 65%. Virginia is at 69%. I mean, nice. Whoa. But they're right there. And there's other states that are close to. Not as close to 65%. So they probably won't get to the goal by July 4th. But there's a bunch of states that haven't. However, what is in common with all those states, you ask? Well... Morning, morning! Each of those states in November voted as a majority, sent their electoral college votes to Joe Biden. Who? All those states that I just mentioned. The 14 that have met the mark, the 6 that have not met the mark, and D.C. That's 20 states and D.C. All except 3, which are Vermont, Massachusetts, and Maryland, have Democratic governors. And those Republican governors are... Not Trumpies. Let's just say that. That's not a fact. That's partial. That's one shot. And of course, as we know, one shot doesn't do as much good as two shots if it's the Pfizer or Moderna. If it's the Johnson & Johnson, you only need the one shot. But if it's the Pfizer or the Moderna, you kind of need the two shots for it to take full effect. So let's go to fully vaccinated by states. So there are 12 states that have vaccinated over 50% of their populations. How about this? You'll hear these again. Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Maryland, Washington, 
New Mexico, New York, and Oregon. That's cool. There are four states and D.C. that are above 48%. Hawaii, Minnesota, Virginia, Colorado. All those are above 48%. Again, noticing a trend? Those were the same states. And what did I say about those states? They voted for Joe Biden. These are liberal blue states. But we're talking about the great stuff. Now let's go to the sad, depressing stuff. The lowest rates. Okay. You might, you might know where I'm going here. From bottom to top, the 15 lowest states are, can you guess? Mississippi. Wow. Alabama. Whoa. Arkansas. Mm. Louisiana. Wyoming. Tennessee. Georgia. Idaho. Utah. West Virginia, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Missouri, North Dakota, and North Carolina. Mississippi's is 28.5%. That is how many are fully vaccinated, and it's about 35% who have received one dose. Like, really. North Carolina, that's 38%. Out of those states, only one of them voted for Joe Biden, Georgia, which is a state that has a Republican governor and a Republican legislature. And only one of them has a Democratic governor. That's North Carolina. Roy Cooper, he just got reelected. Too many facts. But that state voted for your boy, our boy, Donny Boy. Noticing another trend. No, no, not. But it's not like COVID is going away because the cases are still here. While it may seem like that, because we're seeing an increase in reductions of restrictions. In fact, California and New York just lifted most of their restrictions on Tuesday. California had this planned. Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, just said, well, because they passed the 70%. Oh, there you go. So they lifted most of their restrictions. I know in Virginia, most of our restrictions are lifted here. And in a bunch of other states, they've been lifted for who knows how long. I don't even think Florida had restrictions. Ronnie DeSantis, even though he's not very Santa-like. His weight is. Oops! COVID is still real in the U.S. There were, on Monday, 12,845 new cases in the U.S. That's a, And the seven-day average is 14,020 new cases each day, roughly. And while that is the lowest rate that we have seen, the lowest number of new cases that we've seen since late March of 2020, it's still affecting rural areas. In late March... Everything was shut down. Maybe even Florida. Everything was shut down. Well, because we didn't know what was going on. But still, we've got a ton of COVID cases out there. Thousands. Tens of thousands in the U.S. each day. It's, and most of them are not affecting urban areas. They're affecting rural areas. Why? Let's take a look. Let's do an analysis. Actually, slow down, buddy. The Washington Post did the analysis for us. So there you go taking a look at the correlation between cases and vaccination rates. So the Washington Post recently found that in states with higher vaccination rates, as you may expect, there are fewer new COVID cases by proportion and infections continue to drop. Those states, Vermont, a lot of the Northeast states, but the liberal states. In states with lower vaccination rates, New infections are either holding steady or increasing, and these states have significantly higher hospitalization rates. And also, in counties with higher vaccination rates, getting down to the county level, the low COVID rates are decreasing, and in counties with lower vaccination rates, 
there are higher case rates and the number of cases continues to grow. In fact, there are only four states whose vaccination rate is above the national average that also have a higher case rate than the national average right now. Those are Colorado, Washington, Oregon, and Maine. There are 21 states, however, that have a higher vaccination rate than the national average. Those would be... Here comes a fact! I already said these. Let's go again. Vermont, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Maine, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Washington, New Mexico, California, Maryland, Virginia, New York, Illinois, Oregon, Colorado, Delaware, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. And yes, I know what you're thinking, all of those states in November voted for Joe Biden. Out of the 29 states, however, with below average vaccination rates, only four of them voted for Biden, including Arizona and Georgia, which we know are run by Republicans because they're doing that crazy counting the vote stuff. Recounting. It's a fraud. And, you know, crazy people are running those states. Let's just say that. Turning to case rates, however, 21 states have case rates that are above the national average. And only six of those states voted for Biden. Colorado, Nevada, Washington, Oregon, Arizona, Maine. Nevada, sorry. No, it's not Nevada. You're spreading lies. Out of the 29 states that have below average vaccination rates, 19 of them voted for Biden. Let's see what the other ones are that did not. Mississippi, oh, that's surprising. North Carolina, Alaska, Iowa, Ohio, kind of toss-ups, Nebraska, South Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee. Well, you know, they have below average, but all those states that I just mentioned have a vaccination rate that's below the national average. All those states are below 50%, I believe. Like, that's not good. Terrible. So, here's one of the things that I found interesting that was actually, it looked like it was helping. In Ohio, because Ohio switched much lower, and this is what they're trying to do in West Virginia, too, is they created, and a lot of states are doing this, they created these incentives, like a lottery. In West Virginia, they created, they said you could get a hundred dollar or fifty dollar savings bond in ohio they created this lottery and they said oh we'll give you if you get a covid shot we'll put your name into this pool and then when you're in this pool if your name is drawn you win what was it a million dollars and some states have done it for teenagers you can win college scholarships I'd like that. Virginia. Virginia's not doing any incentives, which they probably don't need to because their rate is a lot higher than Ohio and West Virginia and all those other states. But they worked. Wow! The vaccination rate in Ohio shot up when the Republican governor, Mike DeWine, announced that. And there's a Republicans who are like, this is terrible, that's money! You know, debt, you know, crazy. We voted for tax cuts, but the debt is out of control. Yep. And the vaccination rate shot up when he did that. So, clearly it's kind of working. West Virginia, actually, remember when the, back in the winter and the early spring, when vaccinations just started coming out, West Virginia was like the top. You know, they had that governor 
on CNN and MSNBC, they were like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Because it's just so magical. And then it just stopped. I don't know what happened, but they need to get it going again. Because West Virginia is pretty below there. There's actually a chart on here. It's on the Washington Post if you want to take a look. There's a chart. It's got, it's like a four-way graph where the states on the left have a vaccination rate below the national average. On the right, they have an above the national average. And on top, they have more cases. On the bottom, they have less cases. And there's a lot of states. There's not very many states in that, co- in that area where there's more vaccinations and more cases. I said there's only four. And there's a lot, though, that are more vaccinations, fewer cases. All those Democratic states and all the fewer vac- and on the left, all those fewer vaccinations, a ton of them are Republican states. It'll be interesting, though, because all the, what all the status shows, basically, is that on average, the higher the vaccination rate there is, the lower the case rate, on average. That's what we see from the data from the Washington Post. And while there are actually several factors for vaccination rates. There's a ton. It is interesting to see how the states that have the highest vaccination rates voted blue in the election last year. The truth lies here. And the state with the highest vaccination rate that voted for the boy named Donnie is Florida, which has the 22nd highest vaccination rate. They're just about 50%. They have the 22nd highest vaccination rate. They're the, they have the highest rate for any state that voted red in 2020. 2022 will be interesting in Florida, too, because they've got the governor's race and they've got Marco Rubio's Senate seat. That is up. Oh, gosh. 2022. Let me tell you something. Democrats need to do something in 2022. Because let me tell you something. Oh, we talked about this last week. Mansion. Ugh. Mitch McConnell. Who? Who was a turtle has said multiple times his ultimate goal right now is to stop the Biden agenda. He said in 2009 his goal was to make Barack Obama a one-term president. He doesn't care. If Republicans take back the Senate in 2022, you think there's gridlock in Washington right now? You're not going to get anything passed. You're not going to get judges. You're not going to get anything. The Juneteenth bill, it was unanimously passed. Would Mitch McConnell allow it to the floor? I don't even know. He's a very evil turtle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Funniest thing I saw this week. Okay. So let's, we're wrapping up this podcast here. Funniest thing I saw this week. There was, I believe it was on Twitter. So if there's a show from back in the day called Schoolhouse Rock. If you haven't seen Schoolhouse Rock, you need to watch it because it's all about learning especially government stuff. And there's the song, if you don't know, it's How I Became a Bill, which is a very catchy song. You need to go look it up on YouTube. So the bill goes around Washington. He's like, I'm in the Congress. I get passed. I go to the White House. I get signed, you know, vetoed or whatever. How about that? And someone took a screenshot of the bill falling down the stairs of the congressional building, the Capitol. And Mitch McConnell, in a turtle outfit because you know i'm a turtle he (laughs) holding a gun to the bill's head that's basically you don't support wasn't that a good mitch mcconnell i mean that was terrible it's actually pretty funny you need to go look it up funniest thing i saw this week on xander's facts in summary 
what did we learn this week? Get your own a shot. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you're listening to this podcast because by now you're 20 episodes in and you're like, huh, maybe I don't really agree with Xander. But you should, if you disagree with Xander, you should keep listening because facts. Facts! Like everything I said was a fact on this podcast. And if you don't think so, fight me. I don't know how you're in this podcast though. But it's what we just looked at. Higher the vaccination rate, lower the case rate. That's true. And actually, how about this? I'm going to give you a precursor to what's coming up here on Zinner's Facts Podcast. So pretty soon, in a couple weeks, I don't know, on a future Xander's Facts Podcast, we're actually going to take a look at the short-term and long-term effects of COVID. I know. We should have talked about this a year ago. But Xander's Facts Podcast wasn't out a year ago. We're only on episode 20. And hopefully, if you're on the fence, if you're sitting on a fence right now listening to Xander's Facts and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I should get my COVID shot. Then that podcast is going to make you get your COVID shot because we're going to talk about what COVID has done. We're going to have a special guest. Enlightening the masses. We're going to talk about the side effects. We're going to talk about how it should make you want to get it. If you haven't gotten it, it's June 15th. They've been out since April. I don't know what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. Stop the podcast. Actually, we're almost done with the podcast, so don't stop the podcast yet. Thanks, goodness, that's over. Stop what you're doing. Go get COVID shot. Like I said 20 times on this podcast. That's it. I'm all done with COVID because I know it's a... Ugh, no one likes talking about COVID because we're almost a year and a half into this thing, and it's crazy. I, I do have to bring up one other thing, though. I saw yesterday there was a report out from the... I don't know if it was from the government, but they found that there was probably cases of COVID in the U.S. in December, and not just like in Washington State we were talking about, in Mississippi, Pennsylvania, states like that, Michigan, like states all over the place, there was COVID. And a lot of, I know a lot of people were talking about, oh, I had something back earlier before COVID was here, it was probably COVID. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> we'll see. I said that was a wrap already. That is a wrap on the Zeners Facts podcast. That's ridiculous. We're all done. We talked COVID. We talked hurricanes. If you didn't know, we had our little hurricane precursor. We talked NBA. Next week, we're going to talk all NBA because we're going to have another basketball-focused podcast as the conference finals come on next week. Then we're going to talk about, I don't even know, did you hear about what's going on at the Justice Department under Trump? We're going to talk about that talk about more covid side effects why you should get the vaccine xander's facts and we've got some other stuff cooking too that you might like xander's facts podcast network maybe expanding i don't know we'll, we'll see but that's it for this week this week's edition of the xander's facts podcast episode 20 thank you all for listening and remember if you like the podcast if you like what you heard Follow, download, rate, review, go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Do it right now. Stop. If you're on your phone, if you're on the iPad, if you're on the iPod Touch, I don't know who has this. If you're on the Mac, go follow, download, rate, review. Then follow, like, I don't know what it is, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Xander's Facts. That's Xander with a Z. And most importantly, stop what you're doing and spread the facts. I don't care if you're listening to this in the back of a meeting room. Go just yell out to everyone, Sanders Facts Podcast! Go do that. That's it. We're all done with the Sanders Facts Podcast. Episode 20 is in the books. 
and we'll see y'all next week.